passengers, aloha and welcome. As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. The show will begin momentarily. Thank you. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Welcome to Dave's Disney View podcast. Provided on our own version of the information highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking please. Thank you. Dave's Disney View is a look at the Walt Disney World Resort and sometimes beyond, as seen through the eyes of Dave, a frequent visitor, a one-time cast member, and an engineer who simply enjoys the magic and wonder of it all. Now, please keep your party together and put on your virtual mouse ears. And by all means, enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. One topic that's come up a number of times, and I've talked about it in some of the Q&As, and I've been asked about it, and I've been thinking about it for a while, and that's taking a Disney cruise. I don't have any plans to take one in the immediate future, but it's something that I have on my radar and I would really like to do. But a good friend of mine, Kurt, has taken a cruise and uh, he's recently back from that cruise. And I thought it's a great opportunity for the two of us to kind of share his story or for him to share his story and me to just ask some questions about his cruise and uh, give you a little insight into what it's like. So let's welcome Kurt back to the show. Kurt, how's everything going? Oh, everything's going just great, Dave, except now that I'm back at work for my Disney cruise, I... I really miss it. So, I bet I you I do. Cruising, but. You were ready to stay at Castaway Key, weren't you? <laughs> oh, man. Castaway Key, I tell you what, they put out the Castaway Key. It looks like K. You guys figure it out. But, you know, you Floridians, the Bahamans can figure it out. But uh, <laughs> it was just unbelievably wonderful. And we had a grand time. And uh, I would highly recommend it for anybody that's interested in going on a, on a cruise. So let's let's begin at the beginning. So you and your family decided you were going to go on a cruise, and uh, yeah, you know, we did. There, okay, <laughs> and there are a number of. Uh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, um, we uh, had never been on a cruise. The family had never been on a cruise. Um, you know, we've been on boats before. Um, I, uh, of course, uh, as I say, I don't really count the three months. Uh, when I was in the Marine Corps and I was stationed on board the USS Saipan in the North Atlantic, it doesn't really count as a cruise per se. Um, you know, although we did hit some interesting ports and, and had some interesting weather, and, but uh, I, I don't consider that a cruise. So we decided we'd do a cruise this year. Awesome. So deciding to do a cruise, I mean, I've done some cruises, not on Disney Cruise Lines before. Uh, that was actually before the Disney Cruise Line was uh, created. And um, they're fun. They're entertaining, but I was kind of like stand a little standoffish because I didn't love it. So I'm assuming that's the reason that you selected a Disney cruise to go on. Well, we did. Um, you know, I knew uh, you, you hear different things about different cruises and different cruise lines, and it's hard to it's hard to parse them all out and figure out you know which one you want to select. But I heard nothing but great things about Disney, and of course, I know what kind of service I'm going to get when I go through um, any kind of Disney operated enterprise. And I wanted that kind of service for this cruise, and uh, certainly were not disappointed. Uh, so that's, you know, even though it, they do tend to be more expensive than the average cruise, um, I think um, 
I think it's fair to say that we wanted the service. Uh, we wanted to make sure we were going to have a good time. Um, and we wanted it to be not too long in case we didn't like cruising, you know, in case we didn't like being on board ships. So we selected a four-day Bahamas cruise with uh, Disney on board the Disney Dream. Excellent. And I was going to say, Disney has a number of different cruises that they take. Uh, they do a transatlantic cruise. They do some Pacific cruises. They do the um, cruises into the uh, Caribbean, of course. So you have a number of options you can choose from. Um, and I noticed I was just I was just reviewing their website and just, you know, kind of drooling over the uh, amenities and thinking, wow, this is this is really cool because there's a number of ports that they go in and out of as well. Um, they, so deciding on which one you, you want to go on, I think, was probably one of your, you know, you just you just said why you did it, but I, I would think that for most people that would be one of your biggest challenges. Um, how long do you want to go for and so forth? Right. Well, like I said, we didn't want it to be too long in case we got out at sea and discovered that we were all seasick or, you know, hated cruising or whatever. So we picked the, the four-night um, Caribbean cruise, or actually Bahamas cruise. Uh, it goes to Nassau, it spends a day at sea, and then, of course, it goes to the famous Castaway Key, uh, also, which is also in the Bahamas, um, on board the Disney Dream, and the Dream is pretty much doing that cruise, that cruise, um, a three-night equivalent cruise that skips the day at sea, and then they have a week-long cruise also. But again, it's Bahamas, uh, Castaway Key, Nassau, um, and other parts of the Caribbean sometimes. So, you know, the um, the older ships, the Wonder and the Magic, have kind of been parsed out to the to the Mediterranean, to the Atlantic, and, and of course, on the Pacific Coast now, um, doing the Alaska cruises, uh, Disney Nives and Alaska cruises. So, that's, that's, you know, that's, it's pretty cool. I mean, when you think about the, the variety of cruising that they have, and I think they're bringing another ship online soon. They're, they're currently building it, so that'll expand it even more, I would think. Well, actually, the Fantasy just was commissioned a couple of months ago and just um, had its first cruise to go. Oh, okay. So right now, my understanding is that the, unless there's another ship on the way, which I don't know about, there's the Dream and the Fantasy, which are the two newer um, and they have um, more amenities on them. Um, and then there's the Magic and the Wonder, which are the two older ships. They're a little bit smaller. Okay. Um, they don't have quite as many uh, amenities on them, but um, they are, um, from my understanding, very comfortable and very well apportioned. And uh, great times also. So that's, that's kind of where it, the way it's going now. Gotcha. So tell us a little bit about uh, Disney cruising. I mean, obviously, uh, you went from Port Canaveral, which is uh, on the east coast of Florida, for those who don't know. And uh, so you had to, um, had, to get to, had to get there. Since you're up in New England, you, uh, you had to get to there from, through by air, I assume, and come through Orlando. Uh, which yeah. Which would make things a little more interesting. I mean, you know, because you kind of have to plan for that a little bit. And I know Disney offers um, different packages so that you can take advantage of, like, a Disney uh, trip, as well, Disney World trip as well. But I, you guys didn't do that. You just went right on the cruise, right? That's, that's correct. You, you can book, um, you know, combination packages where you take, you know, a three- or four-day cruise or even a week cruise and then a week at Disney World. Um, and they, Disney takes care of everything. Um, for those of you who are out of town... Uh, that have to fly into Orlando whenever you go to Disney like we do, um, the Magical Express bus will take you um, from Orlando to Port Canaveral, which is, of course, you know, Cape Canaveral, which is, of course, where the Space Center is. Um, and, in fact, on the cruise ship deck, you can see the Vehicle Assembly Building and the NASA Space Center, you know, up the coast a little ways. 
um, can actually see it from the from the deck of the ship. So um, it's right there. It's about an hour from the airport. Um, you know, we got up at four o'clock on Sunday morning um, and flew into Orlando that morning uh, on board JetBlue, um, and we got off the plane and we went right down to the Magical Express counter there at the airport. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go over to the special cruise desk. And right there, they check you in for the cruise. They give you your stateroom key, uh, which they call the key to the magic, just like you would have at a resort. Awesome. Um, they take your picture and put it in the computer, so you're associated with that key. Um, each of the guests has a key. Um, and again, it's a lot like staying at a Disney resort or on property. You have that one key. That's your room key. It's your key onto the ship. Um, it's your gateway to any of the activities. Uh, it's also how you pay for things. Um, on board ship, there is no cash. Uh-huh. So um, I'm sure that's just a convenience thing for them. So anything you pay for on board ship, um, any souvenirs you buy in, in the shops or any of the extra drinks that you pay for, uh, you pay for with your uh, key card, your key to the magic, as it were. Um, but anyway, you get to the airport, you check in there for the cruise, they put you on a, you know, one of the nice magic buses. takes about an hour. Uh, they play a Disney movie or a Disney introduction to the cruise lines. You get to the cruise terminal. You get off. You go in the terminal. You avoid all the lines of all the other people checking in. You pretty much walk right up on board ship. Nice. Um, and it was, it was very nice. Um, they take your picture. There's a number of picture stations in the terminal that you can get your picture taken, including some character meet and greets right there in the terminal before you get on board the ship. That's cool. And uh, it's, it, you know, there's no doubt that it's Disney. You know, you from beginning to end, there's no doubt that it's Disney. So if you're a person, why you do listen to this podcast, I don't know, that hates Disney, <laughs> then I would not recommend a Disney cruise for obviously. <laughs> You go on board the ramp, you walk right up there, uh, they stop you just before you get on board the ship and say, what's your name? And you say, well, we're the Fennell family. And they announce to the rotunda in the ship that the Fennell family is now embarking on their cruise and you walk on board. Oh, that's awesome. That's that special moment right there. It is. And uh, some of the families, some of the larger groups of families would would, uh, cheer when their names were announced, you know, jump up and down. And uh, there's a number of, of crew members. Now, in most Disney resorts, you call them cast members. On the ship, they call them crew members. Okay. They're all crew members. But there's a number of uniformed crew members right there when you enter. One will come over to you as you're, after your name is announced and say, hi, how are you? What can we tell you? What, what can we do for you right now? Um, you know, would you like lunch? Would you like to go to your cabin? Whatever. Um, and uh, typically... Um, you know, it would happen to be around 12.30. Um, we've been traveling most of the day, so we asked for lunch, and they said, okay, well, you go down to deck two, and you go to the back, and you can eat a lunch buffet in the Enchanted Garden, or you can eat a la carte in the um, in the Royal Palace restaurant. Um, and so we went down to the buffet, and we had a very nice lunch in the Enchanted Garden. But the, the crew member interaction, very much like you would have with any cast member at any of the resorts, the same level of service, the same level of helpfulness, and, you know, all smiles and happiness, too. Mm-hmm. So, very cool. And I'm sitting here, and I'm looking at pictures of the Enchanted Garden right now, and it's got that, that really Disney whimsical feel, almost like, you know, when you're sitting, I, I'd equate it to maybe somewhere between the Crystal Palace and maybe somewhere when you're the Grand Floridian, sort of that fun, open, airy feel. Enchanted Garden kind of goes along with that. 
Very nice. Definitely. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, they, they obviously want to make it feel like like you're sort of in a, a garden, um, you know, out, out sort of semi-outdoorsy feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's a very nice restaurant. Awesome. That's just really cool. I was just looking at it. I'm like, wow, this is cool, man. Like, you know, because I don't, having not been on one of their cruises, I'm just kind of going through their website as we're talking, and I'm just, you know, thinking to myself, wow, I really want to go now. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like I said, it's it, very much Disney. So if you like the ambiance at Disney, if you like the way the cast members interact, if you like the service, then definitely Disney Cruises for you. That's very cool. So you got to go on. You got to go on the cruise, and you uh, you went off to your uh, to uh, to the destination and Castaway Key and. Um, the other stuff. Did you uh, did you check out the pools by any chance? And in particular, one uh, particular cool feature. <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to avoid checking out the pools. Um, <laughs> the main deck on the Disney Dream. Um, again, the the, um, the larger class of ships that they have um, is the pool deck. And uh, Disney designed the ship specifically to give you a feel of ocean liners of the of the past century of a more grand cruising experience. So if you look, for example, at the dock, um, the uh, at the pier there, the Disney Dream was tied up next to one of the Carnival cruise ships. And it was all white and very modern looking. The Disney one was, was had a black hull and then a white superstructure and then black or red funnels up on top. And it, it looked much more like something from a more elegant era. You know, mm-hmm. um, again, Disney plusing the experience to give you a fully immersive experience. And up on deck 11, there's two pools between the funnel stacks. And they only need one for technical reasons because, you know, the ships don't need two funnels anymore right. for the engines. But they have two because they felt it, it looked more like, you know, cruising from times past. Sure. And anyway, so there's two pools between them. Those are the family pools. Um, as you might expect, they're, they're pretty crowded. Uh, now, we went during school vacation week. Right. So, um, you know, if, if you like to go to more off-season times, they have cruises year-round. Um, you can pick or choose. Uh, obviously, just like the theme parks, if you go during vacation times, there's going to be more crowds, more families, and it's going to be more expensive. Um, you know, it's just kind of the way it is. Um, the cruise costs more. Uh, because we were going doing a school vacation week. Um, but the, uh, again, back to the pools. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's those two pools. Uh, they tended to be pretty crowded. Um, lots of, of kids in them and adults in them. And they weren't very big as pools go. You know, Disney likes their pools, I know that. Um, but there's plenty of space around them to sit out on uh, plenty of, of lounge chairs, um, Lots of service waiters and wait staff and crew members going back and forth. Um, you know, if you wanted to get your poolside frozen drink, a waiter would come by with a tray full of them and offer you today's drink. They had a drink of the day. That's awesome. Um, an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic. Um, so they had the drink of the day. Um, a lot of kids there playing, obviously playing in the pool there between the funnels. Um, on the front funnel... They had a massive screen. They called it the the funnel screen or the the stacks. Of the, I think the funnel funnel vision. They may may be the word they used. A huge, huge LCD um, movie screen on the back of the front funnel, which you could see from the pool. 
the two center pools. And they were constantly showing movies. Um, you know, when we got on board the ship, they were showing up. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, um, that whole area. Now, if you're an adult and you didn't bring your kids or, or your kids are off playing, and trust me, like all Disney things, plenty of places for the kids to go play um, and let you, you know, relax yourself. In front of the main tunnel, there's a, there's a whole area on decks 11 and 12 that are adults only. Okay. Um, and in fact, they're, they're sort of partitioned off so that you start walking forward and you see these partitions that says only people 18 and above, please, you know. And you go through there, and then there's another pool there, and that's for adults only. Again, it's not huge. But you can't swim laps on these pools. Right. That's not what they're for. They're for, you know, playing and, and relaxing. Um, but the adults only pool forward of the, of the, sec, of the first funnel was, uh, uh, has a bar built into the side of it so you can go quick in the pool and order something at the bar. The bar's right there. You know? Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. How cool. Isn't that? <laughs> that is really neat. That's very clever. So you can kind of swim out or splash out and just go right to the bar. Well, they're not, it, none of the pools are terribly deep either, right. and I'm sure that's for also safety reasons. Sure, especially when uh, there's a bar. Just, sure. Um, just structural reasons, too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you make them too deep, that takes up a lot of space on the ship. And of course, as big as the ship is, space is still at a premium. Um, but again, that area forward of the funnel with the adults area, um, if you want to go and hang out and, uh, you know, it, and they weren't terribly draconian about it. I mean, I saw kids go in there to find their parents. Um, there were not crew members stationed as guards, you know, keeping the kids out. Right. It's, it's sort of an honor system thing, like most things at Disney. They don't want the kids there. Right. But they're not going to, like, grab you by the hand and make you go to the Disney jail or anything. Or the but, break, um, I guess. No, I again, say. if you, if you, it's not like the kids, especially when you're out at sea, it's not like the kids can get terribly lost. You know, there's a limit to the number of places they can go. Um, so, um, uh, you know, but if the kids wanted to come and get you, they, they could come and get you. Um, but they don't necessarily have to because in each stateroom there are two phones that are also walkie-talkies with each other. Oh, that's cool. So, you can um, give one to your kid mm-hmm. um, or one to your spouse if they're off doing, you know, if they have a spa hour and you want to go uh, relax at the bar or get in the hot tub. Um, and you just dial the other person and, and there's a shipboard communication system. And, uh, and then you can keep track of them in the ship uh, wherever they are. So, um, so there are basically three pool areas or pools there. Okay. Uh, like I said, the, the two between the, the funnels, the family pools are right next to each other, literally. So, um, you know, you just kind of get up and walk over the other one, and uh, there's people all over the place. But, um, yeah, that was great. And, of course, there's the aqueduct. That's the one I was talking about. <laughs> the aqueduct. The aqueduct, if you haven't seen it, there's plenty of YouTube videos and, and stuff online about the aqueduct. Um is a water coaster uh, that starts in the aft funnel. It actually starts up in there, and you you line up on a on a stairway that goes up into the funnel, and you go up there and you uh, get on this coaster, and it's a it's a uh, glass or, or probably not glass, probably text glass of some kind uh, tube 
that goes out uh, over the port side of the ship, goes out actually over the water, the tube goes, and, and makes a circle around and then, and then goes up the port side of the ship through the front funnel and then down the starboard side of the ship and then back out near the base of the, of the aft uh, funnel. And you, you sit in a big uh, two-person uh, rubber, you know, tube, kind of a slide thing, uh-huh. like you would at any water park. And you can go by yourself or you can go with someone else. And my daughter went with me. She sat in front of me. And uh, the water's a little chilly, but um, you're having such a blast that you don't notice so much. Mm. And you sit down and you push you off, and the water uh, kind of carries you along. And there's a couple of places where there are dips and then actual rises. And the Russian water kind of just pushes you up over these rises. That's cool. And it's a blast. <laughs> it really is a lot of fun. Um, you know, the lines can get a little bit long, but um, very often they'll, at least when we were cruising, they left it open late in the day. So it would be up until 8 or 9 at night. Wow. Um, and, uh, and it, you know, they open it first thing in the morning. Um, and then, of course, you know, the castaway key day, uh, it'll be open on the ship. So if you if you wanted to sneak back on board the ship and ride the aqueduct a couple of times, you could do that. Okay. Um, and cool. uh, the line doesn't move very fast, but it never got that long. You know, I think it was okay. 15, 20-minute wait at worst. Um, you know, as we all know, Disney is very, very good at moving lots of people. Yes. And, uh, and dealing with lots of people. And uh, the, that was... Incredibly obvious the whole trip. Um, you know, uh, we didn't really stand around and wait for hardly anything the whole time. Hmm. Um, so, um, you know, they did a magnificent job of that. Um, and the, so the aqueduct is a blast and a half. And I think, you know, even people don't like it. It's not that fast. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and the the dips are not that extreme. I mean, the most exciting part is just doing the the first little curve out around because you actually go out over the side of the ship, so you you actually can look down and see the ocean. That's very cool. Um, <laughs> which is very cool. But again, it's it's not so fast that you you feel like you're being thrown. So it's it's not that extreme, and and it, it probably wouldn't upset people that don't like thrill rides. I think I think everybody should try the aqueduct at least once. Yeah, it looks like it's really cool. I mean, I, I watched a video of it uh, online shortly after it opened, and I'm sitting here right now, and I'm yeah. watching the. Uh, they have a little uh, animation they did of what the aqueduct looks like just on their website. Right. It's, it's very cool, very clever. Definitely. I just you know that seems like it'd be a lot of fun to just play around with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, you, you see people just constantly getting in line and sure. just going back and riding the aqueduct. Um, and again, uh, one of the evenings it, it got pretty cool, but people were still riding the aqueduct. Um, and uh, you know, if you, it, it, like I said, the, the water up there was chilly, so um, I can imagine if it got down below, you know, seventy or something like that, it might not be a, as much. Might be tough to ride the aqueduct, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody should try it at least once, and it's a blast and a half. I gotta tell you, that's and awesome. it's the coolest thing I think I've ever seen on a cruise ship. But it, it I mean, it definitely looks like it. Uh, it just looks like a phenomenal thing to do to be able to play around and you know, ride it down. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, cool. So, what other kind of fun things are there to do on the ship? Oh gosh, well, I tell you what. People say cruising is relaxing. We we didn't have a spare minute that. You know, we kept doing more and more and more stuff. Um, if you can think, the, the only thing, one of the things that separates Disney Cruises from other cruise lines is that there is no casino on board the ship. Okay. Most cruise lines have a casino, right? Um, 
there is no casino on board a Disney cruise, one would expect. Uh, but they've taken that space and they've made it uh, two large um, stadium uh, seating theaters. And one shows movies constantly. You know, again, in addition to the, the funnel vision, the hmm. movie on the back of the front funnel, um, uh, the, uh, there's the, um, there's, I think it was, one was the Walt Disney Theater, and I don't remember what the other theater was called, but one of them had live shows every evening, uh, 20, 25 minute long, uh, Broadway style reviews, kind of like you'd see at the theme parks, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, I saw one called, uh, the Golden Mickeys, and it was, you know, the, the performers were great, at least as good as you'd see in the theme parks, and maybe even a little better, um, and then uh, the other theater had uh, movies in it, including some first-run movies. I saw John Carter for 3D for the oh, first time in that. That's cool. Yeah, that's... on board the cruise line. And, of course, almost everything uh, like that, all that entertainment is free. I mean, it's included in the cost of your cruise. I shouldn't say it's free because it's not free, but <laughs> it's included in the cost of your cruise. Um, you know, in addition to your cruise and, you know, the cost of your cabin, uh, or, or the cabin that you have, um, all your meals can be eaten for free. Okay. Now, if you want to spend, if you want to spend more money and eat special meals, um, you can do that. Um, there are two special restaurants on board the ship, um, but the general restaurants, um, all the regular food, that was all included in the cost of the cruise. Um, and, and almost all the activities on board ship were, were included in the cost of the cruise. Um, there is, let's see, let's see, there's the two theaters um, with the shows, the Broadway-style shows and the movies. Um, there are, being Disney, character meet and greets all over the ship uh, for the entire cruise. Um, in the rotunda area, the welcoming area, um, I think every time I walk through there, at least during the day, there were princess meet and greets and character meet and greets. Um, pretty much all the princesses are on board the cruise and the main Disney characters that you're used to, uh, Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy. Um, and, and anything with like a pirate theme, like Jack Sparrow was on board the ship and Dr. Hook was on board the ship from Peter Pan. Um, not a lot of other characters, you know, but, but certainly all the ones that we're familiar with from Disney were there. Um, there are um, some kids-only themed areas and some adults-only themed areas. And uh, the kids' areas, I don't remember exactly what they're called, um, but if you've got the website up, you could probably tell me. There was the, the, the nursery area where, you know, staffed with Disney crew members, mm -hmm. cast members. It's a small world nursery, um, yep. <laughs> yep. And then um, there was a younger group there was the labs the the yeah i see an oceaneers club and an oceaneers lab oceaneers club and oceaneers lab yeah and they're essentially for kids you know between the ages of you know six and ten okay and they have all kinds of activities going on in there all day long so um you know i've heard that people will dump their kids in there and live in there the whole crew basically <laughs> but again staffed by cast members um, who lead activities, uh, you know, pirate-themed activities. Um, the Oceaneers Lab has a lot of self-directed activities, you know, uh, educational activities, you know, plot the position of the ship kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
Then there's um, Edge, which is for Queens, 11 to 13. And that's actually in the forward funnel. And that club is no adults allowed. Ah, okay. So you're 11 to 13 year old. Like, you know, my daughter is 11. She had her own room key, um, her own key to the magic, as it were. Yeah. And you can't get into that lounge, you can't get into that edge unless you've got a key issued to an 11 to 13 year old. So our key wouldn't work to get us in, but hers would. Oh, that's cool. So that's really cool. And then they have a place called, I think it's Vibe, which is for the teens, for the uh, 14 to 17. Right, and okay. the Vibe is like the edge. It's for the, you know, the teens. And their social spaces, um, they have all kinds of activities there, uh, parties and and lessons and stuff, um, or they can just go hang out there, watch videos, play games, whatever. All that stuff's online if you want to look it up. But basically, something for all ages, and there's a lot of spaces like that. Now, there's a, there's the adults-only spaces in, in the stern of the ship. There's a place called the District, which is six different bars. Okay. Um, that are open from, like, noon to, to, like, three or four in the morning. And you walk through the district, and it doesn't look very big, uh, you know, when you're walking through it. But, but you kind of you kind of get lost back in there. Huh. Like I said, six different themed bars. You know, one themed after an English smoking club, and one themed after a Manhattan high rise place. And the, the Manhattan high rise place has got a a window behind the bar, an LCD screen actually, that changes um, you know the scene out from the ship. Um, depending on the time of day you are. So it'll be San Francisco one night, and the next night you go in there to New York out, you know. That's cool. Um, and then a champagne bar that does nothing but serve champagne. And uh, now you do have to pay. One of the things not included in the price of your cruise is alcohol. Okay. So if you're going to go to the district and drink, um, you'll need your room key. You'll need your key of the magic, and you, you give it to them, and they charge whatever drinks you're, you know. Okay. Um, there's that. Uh, there's a place down there called Evolution, which is a dance club. Um, during the day, that's open to anybody. During the, the kids at like nine or ten at night. There's another place called the D Lounge, where they have sort of uh, generalized activities. Um, they had a bingo. They had bingo there every night. Now, I know bingo doesn't sound thrilling, but guess what? The prizes on these bingo games were like five thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> So you could essentially go, and if you won one of these games, you could pay for your cruise, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, so that's just some of the stuff that was going on. And while this discussion about cruising is great, and I really like talking about it, I think we're kind of up against the end of our time here. I like to keep my podcast to under 30 minutes if I can. I know occasionally I do roll over a little bit. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pause this podcast right here. And we'll pick up the discussion on the next podcast and continue talking about Disney cruising. So remember, for now, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. From all of us, thanks for taking a listen to the podcast today. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the show stops completely and the doors open. Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your personal belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand. As this concludes our journey, we hope that you enjoyed the show and that you drive home safely. Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net 
for his contributions to the show, and also to Craig for the original music you hear on the show. You can find Craig's music over at ReverbNation.com slash sound A. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts about the show, please feel free to contact Dave at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Show notes and links to other great content on the web can be found at disneypodcast.net. Now, I will raise the safety bar, and a podcaster will follow you home. Ha 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 ha